Here he is, our resident NBA guru, the great actor, the great public speaker, the man, uh, we call him the genius because he said before the season last year, he liked the Phoenix Suns to get to the finals, which happened, so he's putting the pressure on all of us right now. It's the great Bill Horrenda. What's up, Bill? Dave, it's great to be with you, and man, so much going on. We're just a weekend, but oodles of topics to tackle. Oh, absolutely, but what... what what, what, your takes from week one of the NBA, Bill, is that, uh, and I, I think, at least from my perspective, I think I know two things already for sure. The Pelicans are the worst team in the NBA, and the Lakers are the worst defensive team in the NBA. That, that's what I've taken in from week one. Well, Dave, you may not be wrong. It's interesting, too, because the Lakers have been so good defensively, top five the last couple of years under Frank Vogel. Who would have thunk that a week into the season that the Lakers, the Clippers, and Brooklyn would be a combined one and six. Now, it's quite early, and a lot of this will boil down to, is my top three better than your top three? So I remain optimistic with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and even Russell Westbrook. I'm not so optimistic that the Pelicans' top three is going to be better than a lot of folks, but I think it's important to take everything with uh, certainly a grain of salt this early on. Yeah, way early to panic. The Lakers are 0-2 right now, and, uh, you know, AD and, uh, and and Dwight Howard get into a little bit of an argument on the sidelines and shove each other during the blowout loss to the to the Phoenix Suns, Bill. And, uh, you know, and, and we've talked about this. I hated that Westbrook trade in the offseason. I, I don't think he can play together with LeBron in the same backcourt. They're, they're, they're both ball-dominant, and Russell, he can't shoot the ball, and I think he's been really uncomfortable and out of place so far. And I, I, Bill, if I were the coach of this Lakers team, as soon as Ellington gets back healthy, he's starting, and, and I, I put Russell at the uh, second unit point guard when LeBron's out of there. Then, you know, then Russell can do what he does, handle the ball, attack, and, and play the way he always has. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea, and we've heard Charles Barkley advocate for this as well, and that would really be a test of Westbrook's desire to win. If it's really all about winning, you would think that he would accept any role uh, to get a championship. And uh, I agree from the standpoint of just looking at, you know, what occurs in the lab. And, and it's so difficult to practice during the regular NBA season, of course, but looking at not only your best five, but the five best. And how do they blend? How do they mesh? What are your best playing groups? And certainly Westbrook could be an absolute conundrum uh, for the second units of every NBA squad, so it's something that I don't think Frank Vogel will easily dismiss. Why, why not look at it? The great Bill Horrenda joining Dave Smith here at SportsMap Radio and SportsMapRadio.com. Um, well, we both like the Bulls, uh, Bill. As, uh, we, I, I kind of like them as a team that will jump up out of nowhere and do some great things this year, and you agreed, and they're 3-0 and right now. I, I, I know they played Detroit twice in the Pelicans, so we're not going to get too carried away, but so far, so good. Yes, and, you know, when you think about DeRozan, Vucevic, as well as Levine, of course, and a lot of this is built uh, to keep Levine around long term, but uh, that's a very strong triumvirate. And, Dave, you know, uh, Vucevic is a guy that really does not get a lot of national hype. That now, now this will change in Chicago in one of the major markets, but he's exceptionally skilled, can stretch the floor, can rebound, defend, also pass the basketball, can stretch the floor. Uh, that's a very interesting dynamic, and you've got to give the Bulls brass a lot of credit for revamping this roster and Billy Donovan a lot of credit early. Uh, certainly other surprises to me, uh, maybe they shouldn't be. Charlotte at 3-0. James Borrego and Chad Isky and that staff doing a phenomenal job. And that, that team really just ran out of gas in the play-in last year. Minnesota 3-0. and 
last year, 16 and 20 after the All-Star break. Sacramento just one and one. They had the Warriors tonight. Tough loss to Utah at home the other night. They won at Portland. I mentioned these three, Dave, in particular, uh, because they have, uh, with the exception of Minnesota, the longest playoff drought. Charlotte hasn't been in five years. Chicago in four years. And how about Sacramento in 15 years? They haven't been to the playoffs since 2006. A team to watch. Wouldn't that fan base just embrace any type of postseason activity? Well, you brought up the Hornets, and I tell you what, LaMelo Ball has completely turned that franchise around. You, you can just tell the kid is a winner. He makes his teammates better. He's unselfish. And from the first day he got there, there was a dramatic improvement, and he's playing great basketball again this year. And, uh, you know, they have Gordon Hayward, and they, send, uh, and they have some, uh, some good pieces around him as well. But Miles Bridges, boy, that looks like a really good uh, acquisition by, by, the, by, by the Hornets. He's averaging over 20 points a game and had another really good game today in a come-from-behind win over the Nets. Yes, exactly, David. Bridges, you know, you want to talk about the four pillars under Borrego when he started there. Compete, player development, establish an identity, and build winning habits. And they've really done that. And it certainly helps when you've got talent like Bridges, like Ball, like Hayward, guys that are great two-way players, can stretch, again, can stretch the floor. And, you know, that experience from last season, uh, cannot really be underestimated. So uh, Charlotte certainly headed in the right direction, and uh, I'm sure Michael Jordan is pleased with that. Boy, still no Kyrie Irving for the Nets. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant had 38 today and played great. James Harden, uh, not not quite as good as he's been at least so far in past years. And you know, Bill, he really looks out of shape to me. He, he was overweight last year when the season started with the Rockets when he got traded, and uh, he looks like he's about 20 pounds overweight right now. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because it did take him a little while. Of course, last year we had the you know the situation, the protracted situation with Houston before the trade. But, uh, again, I, I think this is just, you know, an amber light early in the season. Now, Brooklyn has their adjustments without uh, Kyrie Irving, but I wouldn't necessarily be too worried about James Harden. And, of course, Alzis is back, and I like the toughness of Javon Carter. Uh, certainly, Patty Mills has been uh, really terrific. Hadn't missed a three-pointer. Uh, I'm not sure. I've been pleased the box score today to see if he missed a three. Uh, Paul Millsap, another fine addition. So they've got their work to do. Uh, and, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie has been terrific early with Washington, and that's another guy that Brooklyn will certainly uh, will certainly miss. But uh, but they, they've got their work to do. Uh, and, but I think that Harden will find his groove, you know, certainly as, as we get more acclimated into the season. He's a guy who just kind of thrives on uh, the frenetic uh, schedule of the NBA and seems to – seems to find his groove, and I'm confident he'll find it sooner than later. You know, I think they can only get so far without Kyrie, though. I don't think they can win the championship without him, Bill. They'll be very good. I don't think they can get over the hump. And, and you, you never know. The city of New York could lift that mandate. To maybe he breaks down and gets the vaccine and they get him back. But if this thing continues, if they're getting into the second half of the season and toward the playoffs, and uh, I, I don't know, do you activate him and say, uh, you know, he'll be able to play most of the game, at least the road games in the playoffs? What, what do you do with this situation? Well, I think that you stick with what you've decided collectively as a group until the uh, things change from a vaccination standpoint. And then certainly if the mandate's lifted, then I think you relook at it. But until then, I think the Nets will certainly stick with what they've decided. Now, it's a very dynamic, fluid situation. We'll see what happens. I happen to agree that it could be difficult for them to win the whole thing uh, without Kyrie. But... Uh, my, a lot of people are, are high on Miami. I mean, you know, the addition of P.J. Tucker, 
and Kyle Lowry, the toughness there, and, and that group uh, with Jimmy Butler and Adebayo, Hero, and, and uh, also uh, Duncan Robinson, uh, you, you have to really like that squad as well as the re- returning champions in the box. Uh, so, yeah, no cakewalk, Dave. That's one thing that really stands out to me in the NBA is you just have to bring it every night, and it's such an unforgiving grind the season. It's just inexorable, and it's relentless. It's great for us. It's very difficult for coaches and players. <laughs> the great Bill Horrenda with Dave Smith right here at Sports Rap Radio. It's Sports Rap Radio. Doc. Hey, hey, Bill, i got a lot more to talk to you about. Can you hang on and do another segment? Absolutely, Dave. My pleasure. All right. The great Bill Horrenda is going to hang on and do another one with us when we come back with Dave Smith right here at Sports Rap Radio and SportsRapRadio.com. You're listening to The Dave Smith Show on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Dave Smith. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Well, O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. Their professional parts people will test your battery for free. If it does need to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Back out to the Progressive Insurance guest line. Kind enough to hang in there with us for another segment. Week one of the NBA in the books and all kinds of stuff happening with the great Bill Horrenda. Bill, thanks for hanging on for us. Absolutely, Dave. Great to be here as always. Well, you picked the Suns last year to make the finals, and you were correct. I've picked the Denver Nuggets to win the NBA championship this year, and, of course, I'm basing that uh, pick. Of course, I'm expecting them to have Jamal Murray back at the latest by the All-Star break and then play the second half of the season and in the playoffs. And, you know, this is a team with Murray last year that might have knocked the Suns out in the Western Conference playoffs. And, boy, this is a very talented and deep roster, and they have the MVP and a very, very good coach and Mike Malone. I like this team a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. I do as well. And, uh, you know, it's also a squad that has playoff experience, significant playoff experience into game sevens in different series. Uh, you know, you really have to like Will Barton. He's another guy, Dave, who was out for a lot of last season uh, due to injury. Monte Morris is so good with the basketball in the second unit. Uh, of course, Composo's been great as well. They've got good ball handlers. Aaron Gordon, an excellent acquisition. Michael Porter Jr. was great, especially after Murray went down last season. His, his numbers and production went up. And, of course, with Jokic, you're talking about uh, one of the best players in the world. So, uh, you know, you have to have the feeling that, uh, you know, perhaps that window is open uh, for Denver. And the depth, you know, we didn't even get into Austin Rivers and Jermichael Green. And, uh, and Jeff Green, and another excellent acquisition Wiley veteran who Brooklyn, of course, a lot of people in Brooklyn uh, touted him as a major influence, not only on the floor, but in the locker room. So it seems like Denver could be primed to to make a run here and uh, win a championship, given just the dynamics of of the NBA. And it's like a financial investment. You know, past performance does not guarantee future results. Uh, So perhaps the Nuggets can break through and time is right for them. Well, this Ben Simmons situation uh, just uh, it keeps getting stranger and stranger. Bill Horrendy showed up to practice the other day and said he had a uh, he had a back injury, and then uh, now he's claiming that he's not mentally fit to play. So evidently, uh, I guess the uh, and the and there's a a rule in the collective bargaining agreement that if there's any mental health issues, you can't withhold pay. So it looks like uh, he's going to use this maybe to run out the clock and continue to get paid until there's a trade made, but. 
Boy, Bill, I'm just I'm just thinking if I were him, I think he's getting some bad advice here from his agents. Well, don't you think the best thing for him to do is to show up, be humble, play hard, play the best basketball of his career? And that that's the way you, you get traded and get trade value for yourself. That That's how you do it. Absolutely. This should never have gone public. And uh, you're right. It, it diminishes significantly his trade value when it, when people know that he's got one foot out the door and the other on a banana peel ready to fall out of Philly. <laughs> that doesn't help. And also, at the same time, he does not have the opportunity to demonstrate the improvements in his game. That everyone, listen, there's 10% turnover in the NBA each year, guesstimating there are 450 players, roughly. So 10% are going to turn over. We've seen guys in the lottery that have turned over. So I, I say that, I don't, of course, Ben Simmons is not going to be out of the league. I'm only saying that because I don't care who you are. You have things to improve upon, and, and Simmons certainly does. And for him to not have the opportunity to prove that in real time uh, helps no one. And it's interesting. This, I thought, was brought out by David Murphy with the Philadelphia Inquirer. He said last season, Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey played a grand total of 66 minutes together. And the reason why, in those minutes, opponents posted an offensive rating of almost 115 and outscored the Sixers by an average of seven points per 100 possessions. So uh, this is a big uh, hit to the Sixers as well, Dave, particularly defensively. But, uh, yeah, you're right. You'd like to see this handled behind closed doors and a fresh start for everyone would probably be welcome. But now it's just a public soap opera. Maury saying it could go on four years, this standoff. Uh, It's just incredibly messy, unfortunately. All right, Bill Horenda, you are now the president of basketball operations. Uh, You're now Daryl Maury of the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to offer you a trade. I mentioned this on Twitter this week. Russell Westbrook for straight up for Simmons. Do you do it if you're the 76? I'd offer that in a heartbeat if I were the Lakers. I probably would. I probably would. Then. Yeah, there you go. Done. Absolutely. Let's call the league office and get this trade call going. Be- <laughs> because Westbrook with the 70 Westbrook with the 76ers would have the ball in his hands and he could be Westbrook. He'd be a lot better off there, I think, than he is with the Lakers. Could be a good fit. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. That that would be a good fit on many levels. There you and, go. Uh, who knows, Dave? Yeah, you, you never know. See if we were GMs, how good this would be. Yes, would be, uh, terrific. We can in the finals, but until then, we'd be very collegial, you know. I know Ben can't shoot either, like Russell, but he's an elite first-team All-Defensive guy and a good passer, and he's eight years younger. So, and you know, maybe playing with LeBron and with the Lakers organization, maybe they, you know they can fix that shot and get him a shooting. Co- I, I think that would be a gamble worth taking if I'm the Lakers. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think so. And, and here's the deal: is that I think from I would have trepidation from the Lakers' perspective just because I want to see a little bit more, Dave, before I would part with Westbrook, and here's why. Mm. We all know the adage, playing hard in the NBA is a skill, and that's Westbrook personified. And until I've exhausted the opportunity to see him thrive with us, whether he's starting, coming off the bench, or whatever shape or form, how about things that we don't want to think about? How about injuries? Right? God forbid someone goes down on the Lakers and then Westbrook has an even more prominent role. So from the Lakers standpoint, uh, Polinka's standpoint, I would be more reluctant to do that than, hmm. than I would be uh, from Maury's wow. standpoint. Would you take Andrew Wiggins for him straight up if I were the Warriors? I don't think so. Not enough. Huh? I don't think so. I mean, listen, I, I really love what the Warriors have done, right? I mean, uh, Curry, I mean, listen, we're running out of adjectives. Uh, I'll just stick with yes. incendiary. This guy 
you know, was a threat from the parking lot. And, and I think Steve Kerr is right. I don't think we've seen any anyone like him. Uh, but I kind of like the mix and the vibe. See, here's the problem with Simmons is that now not only do you have, okay, his detriments on the floor. And a lot of people in the NBA, they'll start with, okay, here are the reasons why we don't make this trade or we don't make this draft selection. Here are the reasons why the negatives, right? But here's why we should. Okay, that's how the argument is frequently framed. And but but in here with Simmons, now you've got a scenario where you've got the detriments off the floor. But how do you know if he's right off the floor as well? And, and what I said, what I mean by that is, listen, people's well-being, emotionally, uh, and mental wellness is paramount. You know, the, the game is not the end-all, be-all. You know, driving in life is much more important than any game. But I'm saying that because now you've got. You know, is he going to gel? Is he going to congeal with his teammates? And I think that's another uh, amber light for an acquiring team when it comes to Ben Simmons. And I think, um, you know, it's something that you just have to you have to acknowledge. Bill, out of all the rookies so far, I think Scotty Barnes has uh, impressed me the most with the Raptors. Who do you like in this rookie class? Yeah, so you know, it's Chris Duarte for Indiana, and of course he's been thrust into the into the role there of contributing and playing. Uh, they've been stricken by injuries, but yeah, Barnes has been terrific, Dave. Uh, you know, Dogner uh, for Orlando, Suggs for Orlando, but listen, you know, Orlando is really. You mentioned New Orleans being the worst team. You know, Orlando is big time into you know a, a rebuild of that franchise. Uh, also, you know, Jalen Green with Houston is averaging nine points. We're just two games in. It's very early. But, uh, but yeah, those are some of the guys that certainly uh, have caught, you know, my eye. You know, not to mention Evan Mobley with, uh, with the Cavs. You know, he's averaging 16 a night over three games uh, for Cleveland at this juncture to, to, to go along with uh, eight rebounds. So you got to like what, what he's done as well. And, and a little bit over two, two blocks. So Mobley's been productive for Cleveland. Knicks are 2-0, uh, you know, you being from, uh, you know, uh, North Jersey, the New York area, the, the great Bill Horrenda, your Knicks are 2-0 right now after a playoff season last year. Yeah, and uh, this is the challenge that I think uh, they have, and Kids has, is certainly they're not going to sneak up on anyone. And they had the great double overtime win uh, against the Celtics, which, as we agree, Dave, should not have gone over, double overtime. I put out that video this week on the foul or defense strategy, yep. which you have to foul yes, in that sir. situation. But, you know, Fournier, all of a sudden, you know, you look at Fournier, Kemba Walker into the mix there, and all of a sudden you think, wow, the Knicks have some perimeter shooting. Uh, which they didn't have, uh, particularly when uh, Tibbs started last season, the beginning of the season. So, you know, uh, you know, to go along with uh, R.J. Barrett, as well as Randall, of course, and Mitchell Robinson as a basket protector, Toppin has emerged, Dave, right? We, we were high on him uh, coming out of Dayton. Uh, so, yeah, there's a good mix in, in New York, and uh, certainly to see the garden rocking is, uh, is just electrifying. It's just great to see. Well, Bill, I'm going to really put you on the spot here and test your knowledge of NBA history. I, I saw an interesting stat this week. Numbers one, two, and three, the NBA players who have missed the most shots in the history of the NBA. <laughs> Good. Would you like to take any guess or would you like a hint here, Bill? I'll take a guess. I, I don't care if I'm wrong, Dave. I, I, I would go, you know, I'm thinking longevity. So it's yes. like, is Kareem in there? He's not uh, one of the three, no. Is Wilt in there? No, not Wilt either. Okay, I'm going to go one more guess, and then you can tell me. Okay. Uh, Bob McAdoo. 
Very good. But now I'll give you a hint. It's a Laker, a Celtic, and a San Diego Rocket, uh, Washington Bullet. And numbers two, and it was a Celtic, a Celtic great from the 60s and 70s, a, a, a Rocket and Bullet from the 60s and 70s, and a recent Laker. A, a, a Rocket, Dave, you said? Yeah, a, a San Diego Rocket and Washington Bullet in the 60s and 70s. He's number three. Calvin Mercy? No, Elvin Hayes, the Big E. Oh, there you go. And, and number two was a great Celtic from the 60s and 70s. <laughs> Number two is a Celtic from the 60s and 70s who had a long Hall of Fame career, Bill Horrenda. That's John Hadwitch. That's it. And Dude. number one, Kobe Bean Bryant. He's missed more shots Kobe than any Bryant. player in NBA history. There you go. There you go. That's, that's, that's good knowledge, Dave. That's good knowledge. And, I, and listen, I don't mind being wrong either. Well, I know that's that from missing a lot of shots in my day myself, uh, Bill Horrenda. I, 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 I miss my share, believe me. <laughs> hey, uh, I did as well, Dave. I did as well. Great stuff, Bill. Love talking NBA with you. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Dave. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much. There he goes, the great Bill Horrenda with Dave Smith here at SportsRap Radio, SportsRap Radio.com. 